Navigating every new day isn't just for the faint of heart. Ever catch yourself wondering how others make it look so easy? So what's that secret? Kathy Yeager has spent years in the media, meeting and talking to many inspiring people. Now she's bringing some of those conversations from behind the microphone to you. Some names you may recognize and some you may not, but each are inspiring in their own way. It's all about the journey. Join Kathy on this journey and get ready to be inspired. Hey, welcome. You know, some of the best conversations, some of the most meaningful ones start in the most random places. You know, it can happen. Like, say for instance, when you're sitting down in the salon chair. Um, some of us spend more time there than the others. I don't think my husband, if he makes it into a super cuts, he's a happy guy. I, on the other hand, I have a relationship with, you know, a dear friend who has been doing my hair for actually quite a few years. I went back when I used to do the commercials at her original salon. Um, Jennifer Austin and I got to know one another. She's now working in Nichols Hills in a beautiful salon and has an amazing business, does such gifted work, uh, cut, color, extensions. Really, she knows how to sort of make you look and feel your best, but it goes a little deeper than that. Sometimes in a conversation, you realize she is reaching in and she's helping you sort of see yourself in a different light from the inside as well. Can't wait for you to meet her. Talking with Jennifer Austin from uh, Salon Rain today, and her business is Hey Jenna Austin at uh, Salon Nouveau. I'll get you connected on Facebook if you follow Kathy Yeager or on Instagram, Kathy Yeager on the radio. Hey, and the cool part at the end of this show, you'll be able to see the amazing work she does on uh, my look, going from shorter hair to adding a few really beautiful extensions from probably the finest hair extension company worldwide. Some of us just weren't blessed with great hair. Uh, But when you have hair dreams, it literally is like a dream come true. Can't wait for you to see it. Again, jump on Facebook uh, at Kathy Yeager or Instagram, Kathy Yeager on the radio. And in the meantime, meet my friend Jennifer. Austin is what I like to call her. Right. I love being in the hairdresser's chair. And the half the reason is, is because I get a chance to hang out with my good friend, Jennifer Austin. So let's talk and see, you know, sort of what this sounds like from the hairdresser's chair, because I think we have the kind of conversations that can literally change the world. A lot of times you and I, you know, get into these really deep conversations and though a lot of them, you know, probably are not going to be... <laughs> broadcast because it's just I do I think it's they're really fascinating and we do feel a lot the same that this is one of those things where when we're sitting here it's more about sort of building something deeper than just trying to look good what you're doing what I'm doing each one of us wants to use these gifts and skills that we've been given to try and help increase people's life but one of the things my good buddy Austin has done is build into people she uses this time you know, where we sit in this chair and you recognize things in people. I think that's one of your gifts. You know, I don't know if that is something you've ever considered, but like 
you reach in and you're able to sort of empower people a little bit with your sort of the way you believe in them in this time that we're in this chair. Is that something you've ever thought about? Like this is part of your mission or is this just something that you're just really good at? And that's just one of the things about your personality. I just, I'm drawn to. Well, first, thank you, because that is probably one of the best compliments I've ever received. But for me, I've never looked at it that way. For me, I get the fulfillment from others and hearing their stories and just talking through things and sharing life experiences and allowing them, or I guess their stories, allowing me to grow. And sometimes other people's stories I'm able to anonymously share to help someone else. And... One of the things that I've always loved about this industry is how personal of a connection that we have with one another to be able to do those things. Do you know how important, how valued that makes people feel? I could probably thank my mother for that. My mom was a very strong believer in all of us doing some sort of counseling as children so that we could communicate with her better. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Especially as teenagers, probably. (laughs) Uh, So my mom probably was the number one, like, just active listening. And then just years and years of probably having failed relationships where you don't feel like you're heard. But I also, it's, it's probably just a natural talent that some people have and some don't. But I really think that for me, it came from training, like having to really be, learn how to be an active listener. I love that phrase, active listening. I was a psychology major, even though that all I've ever done in my life is broadcast. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's fascinating as, as a parent. That's another thing. I mean, it's great in a career where you sit down with different people in your chair every day. I get that. Oh, my God, active listening as a parent or as a spouse. Oh, it's or, one of the toughest things I mean, ever. in a family. I mean, yes. just in a family. Like, I sometimes don't feel heard, and that equals to me not feeling valued. But I... I wonder sometimes, I go back and I question, do my kids feel heard? Do I give them sort of, even the, the littlest one who, mm-hmm. you know, it might be just talking about Pokemon, but like, does he feel heard? Oh, I can fully attest. I am not, I, it is not my, my greatest strength. I still have trouble being reactive instead of, or yeah, reactive instead of responsive with my son. And who's five incidentally, <laughs> who's so adorable. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, but it's tough. That's the hardest thing because I can truly separate work from personal life and I can do all of these things at work, but it's hard to practice what I preach when I get home and you're tired. You've had, you've been at work all day. You've done nothing but talk to people all day long. And then you have a five-year-old who wants to talk and wants me to just listen. And so it's, it's tough. It's a tough balance. Like it's, some people do those like you know, one, uh, one-on-one dates, you know, like, okay, mm-hmm. let's do, you know, mother, daughter or dad and say, you know, all these little bonding things. I do the same thing. I, um, because my work life is so busy, I started at a very young age with him that he had to take me on. He has to take me on a date two nights a month and I make him choose the restaurant. Uh, he has to, he has to get dressed in what he believes are appropriate clothing for the restaurant we're going to. So cute. Um, but I have made him, because I feel like one of the things that our littles, and I was guilty of it too, like you stick them in front of a TV or an iPad, they have lost the ability to learn how to just communicate with adults at a young age. And so he has to order. He tells the waitress what he wants. He's now at an age where he tells her what I want. Wow. And, uh, at five? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, he I, knows exactly wow. how he wants his steak 
cooked. He knows to ask if he gets a steak if it's served on a warm plate or a cold plate because that's going to determine what temperature he tells her he wants it cooked on. Like I, but I wanted it was it was important for me to not only introduce these strong speaking skills to adults that he doesn't know, but so that when he got older, he knew how to properly take someone on a date or even if he went out with friends you're you're, like, you're raising a gentleman i mean i'm like i'm, I'm blown away by all this like i'll then have to come back and say yeah i hadn't have a chance to pre like proofread that <laughs> i'm talking on the watch if you don't understand <laughs> let me know sorry i did not learn a new language yes. that is no i'm kidding siri likes to spell things differently than i say them <laughs> well you know here's another thing um i wonder sometimes you're sitting you know, gosh, hour after hour with, you know, numerous people, every walk of life, every age, you really have a wonderful clientele. I've always known this. I mean, you and I've been together for so many years. Um, but do you, with that many walks of life and that many opinions and that many, we're obviously 2020 as a whole has been such a strange year and everybody seems to have an opinion about it. We no longer are a society of every, you know, we're all in this together. Let's build a bigger, you know, ship. Everybody is like, what side are you on? Does that ever create conflict like in your own thinking, in your own decision making and just sort of how do you sort of make decisions for you and your child? Well, so there's a joke that they usually tell on the first day of hair school to everybody. If you want to have a strong clientele, never talk about sex, religion, and politics. But we talk about every one of those things, man. <laughs> so you, in the in the beginning of my career, I stayed pretty, I mean, for lack of a better word, dumb on all of the subjects. I didn't talk about anything because I was so afraid that I would offend someone or what if I said the wrong thing. And so I just, the conversations, I wouldn't even allow them. As I've gotten a little older, and it's important to me to know what's going on outside my door because I spend more days under fluorescent light than I get to, or more hours under fluorescent light than I do outside world. No and, vitamin D for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, at the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is turn on a TV or read a news article because my brain is already so spent. And so I have, I know the questions that I can ask and I know the people that I feel like I can trust to, to get an honest opinion. Sometimes, sometimes the conversation gets uncomfortable and I am strong enough now to say, okay, I think we need to change subject, but it's tough because as a parent, you have to juggle what's truly best for your child and what you believe and then what other people are telling you, you should believe. And then how do I find that information that I should believe? without being cra like a crazy person about going down these rabbit holes of, well, if it's, okay, but this, this person said this, and this channel said this, and who do I believe, and what do I do, and so. Which is so annoying anyway, because we shouldn't have to always feel like, you know, in the old days, I always thought we could collect as much information as humanly possible and then make our decisions, but now I feel like you have to make us, you know, basically a social network decision as fast as you can, have a quick opinion. And if you say anything, you have to wonder how it's going to come across to the next person for fear of, you know, cancel culture or, um, you know, offending somebody and, and losing clientele. Like, yeah, very yeah. much so. Oh, absolutely. You know, as a Christian, that's really hard too, because we don't like the last thing Christians need to do is be judgmental. Why can't we just make our decision and treat each other with respect? And why do we have to fight about everything? I have well, no clue. And 
one question that is during this year that has really, and it comes, you know, most political seasons, it comes up. But since when did me having a different opinion than you, you might like two-ply toilet paper and I might like a different brand. It Like, since when does that mean we can't be friends? I, but that's weird, how, yeah. how come now... Is it because of how the the amount of access to social media where you get these keyboard warriors? Like, how come I am not allowed to have a different opinion with you or than you and then not be able to be your friend? Does that make sense? It does make sense because I think a lot of us have been inundated with that this year. And it's been different than years past. And you bring up a point. Maybe it is just because of it's an election year. It's also been that 2020 has been a lot of controversy for a lot of people. I mean, with just the whole idea of how the world has changed in one short year, which hasn't even been a full year. Just a few months that we have been, you know, sort of walking in this new journey um, as a society. What happened that we literally have shifted our thinking and have become so aggressive in our... And we've lost compassion for our neighbors, is what I feel like. Absolutely. You know, to give them, to feel... And that also gives them that confidence to know their words matter. Mm -hmm. Their, you know, uh, position on things, even that young, they're important. People actually care to hear what their response is going to be. I mean, all those things, you know, build value into others. And you're right. I think we're in this generation where we're so quick to just text somebody instead of pick up the phone and have a conversation, which I am, that is like my go-to. Like I sometimes I'm just trying to spin so many plates that like a quick text that I literally voice text. So half the ones that people are getting from me are probably like really perverted because like, I didn't know that Siri spelled it like that, but oh, it's yeah. like, what did I didn't mean to say that? Oh, yeah. Especially when you, like in my situation, I have, um, my ex-husband has completely different political and religious views and even views on how he wants to raise our son. And I try, we have had some... That's hard. I can't even imagine. Yeah, that would be hard. And, and it's like, I have really worked on trying not to be reactive or be responsive and wait until my emotions have cooled down before I have these conversations with him. You know, a silly little thing that that he said one day, I mean the other day even, and he meant it as a joke and I didn't find it funny, but it had to do with, like our son goes to a faith-based school and they put a sticker in his take-home folder and he said, oh, this must be for you because you know it's never gonna go on my car. And it really offended me. I'm like, did it need to be said? No. Like It hurts, it it, does. It hurts a little bit. And because especially you lose the, and I guess for me the biggest thing is, I don't have control over what happens at his house or what is said at his house. And so where we have our nighttime routine um, that I've had to rename, and I shouldn't feel, I don't know why I feel ashamed that I've had to rename our prayers as thank yous. But when we do our night times, we say thank yous. But as a youth director, we taught our kids, like when we were teaching them how to pray, we taught it like, Start by saying thank you. Well, we want to have a grateful heart. So I see where that intention is. Yeah. So, but I've had to redo some of my nighttime routines that I like to make his dad feel more comfortable Mm. because he doesn't like some of the bedtime routines that we've established at my house. Like, oh, that's tough. It's, and it's, so it's, 
But you know, the biggest thing, in like my we got opinion, off subject there for a I know. I'm sorry. I like we. I just went down a different rabbit hole. I love rabbit holes sometimes because I think we learn a lot from each other on rabbit holes, or we at least have stuff to think about. And for me, just when I hear you say that, like I think, what would be the biggest sort of key to? I guess in part on a kiddo is that's planting the seed of love even when you don't just when you you don't agree okay so if it's something as important as faith my younger me would try to right the wrong and say look what you're thinking I would like feel like it was my responsibility not to be ashamed and to stand up and you know be in someone's face but later I realized how off-putting that can be so what message do I want to give my kiddo okay well in your situation as I'm hearing that it would be like you know, being open and honest. Oh, let's not, let's, let's say, let's call them thank yous. Cause we want daddy to feel comfortable too. Is not saying daddy's wrong and we're right, but he's a, he knows, but we still love, you know, having that special quiet time with God and praying and how much we appreciate the wonderful things that he's done. You know, and I don't know, to me, the biggest thing is to not, you know, sort of change your position as much as it is to show but that's okay that he feels the way he does. And then in your own quiet prayer time, that's praying for that situation and praying for that person, no matter what, because you always want the best for that other person. And, you know, we hope our prayers can, you know, make, make a shift in someone's mm-hmm. dynamic because God knows if they have any other prayer happening for them ever at any other time. Yeah. And that's easier said than done because sometimes people can hurt. And I, I do want to ask you, because it kind of reminds me of, okay, so that's with people we know. What about people that come sit in your chair that are, you can sense they are hurt. I remember there have been times I've been in your chair and I see somebody come in who has something so wounded about them that even I, a stranger, can sense it. One of the things I've seen you do is sort of just reach in and like, even if it's not in words, they may not realize that you've done something to their look to um, sort of encourage them. Like, okay. Well, thank you again. Um, I I am pretty fortunate to to not have a lot of new clients that I see. So most everybody I have had a 10 plus 15. Some of them have been with me all 19 years. Um, so you learn to like different each person I I kind of know their what makes them tick or I can see in their eyes if something is not quite right and the easiest way for me to know how to fix that is through their appearance or through even like you said earlier just listening or asking the questions that nobody's asked before um you know finding out after 10 years that they've actually been in an abusive relationship this entire time and just giving them a little bit of self-confidence that it's okay to walk away and it, it's it's that's just the most amazing thing about what I get to do. I remember there was a, a, a woman that came in one time and you could sense that that was kind of the situation where she was and what I noticed is when she left how she felt like her shoulders went back and her sort of her posture changed and she saw herself differently. Do you ever wonder if just being able to sort of do your artistry, because that's what it really is. It's like something that I couldn't look in the mirror and do on my own. Like what you can do, like appearance, self-worth. because yeah. Yeah, self-worth, because somebody has psychologically changed that for them. Mm-hmm. 
do you see that it's not just a surface appearance, then it becomes something different. It goes deeper. The change is that happened, like with her pulling her shoulders back or giving her the confidence to feel like she had a little bit of, a little bit more worth after us talking. Um, Somebody who has such a difficult time processing their own. It's, I just think that's a special quality. Like I'd love to be able to think that there's something that could plant a seed and literally change the course. And it's just like, I think she had just like bald patches where hair was torn out of her head. Mm -hmm. And you did this wonderful thing and she left feeling it, it was more than just, I look better and I can cover this bad thing that happened. It was like, I'm empowered. The conversation has uplifted me. There was like a gathering of people that showed support. It was just a thing. And I was inspired, walked away feeling like, who could I touch like that? Who can I maybe plant a seed with that helps them to say, go this direction and have a different outcome? I mean, that's just, that's just one of the many things that I think, what a gift you have. So it's always great catching up with friends, especially friends that have a position to be able to do things and plant seeds and make a difference. Enjoy talking with Jennifer Austin today, and we're going to share her socials as well. Mine, Kathy Yeager on Facebook or Kathy Yeager on the radio on Instagram. And again, can't wait to show you the before and afters. Um, I'm being sponsored by Hair Dreams, probably the finest hair extensions. If you've ever felt like, gosh, my hair, it just doesn't have the body it should. It's, you know, mine's thinner and it needs to sort of hold its look. Plus, it's just a wonderful, beautiful way to just build into your um, overall appearance. Um, love hair dreams. I think they're the finest and I cannot wait for you to see the pictures. Um, we'll get back and have uh, our last chat, our last visit with Austin and share her contacts with you. And then you can jump on our social profile so that you can see the look and we can't wait to hear what you think. Thanks again for joining us today. Uh, my personal Instagram is Hey Jen Awesome, uh, and then my salon page is Jennifer dot Salon dot and I will spell that because it is very tricky. We are not French; we're from Oklahoma, um, <laughs> so Navois, if we want to say it correctly. Um, but it's N O U V E A U. We'll really we'll share Kathy's before and afters on um, both pages. But so hey Jen Awesome or Jennifer.salon.nova. Thanks, Austin. And uh, check out the pictures and make sure to comment. We can't wait to hear what you think. Thanks again for listening and supporting this show, Mindful with Kathy Yeager, on the Stream Grace Network. We'll see you next time.